Blog Talk Radio. Loud Sound Productions. In association with the Sexy Witches Presents. Repo Merds. The podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure. Restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. Here's your host, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head huntress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. of Repo Nerds, restoring nerd cred one geek at a time, and I am the head huntress, EKG, and with me, as usual, is Token Tommy Token. Clark. Well, how are you doing, sir? I am fantastic. What about you? I'm doing okay now, better knowing you're there. <laughs> well, uh, you see, on the day that we record this show, I uh, work. And uh, well, I have to run home and then get on the air with you. I literally have three minutes between the time I get home and the show starts. Well, it's all good. I work too, you know, a lot. <laughs> Except for yesterday. Yes, you do. Oh, Except yeah, for you yesterday. Had the yeah, well, it wasn't really a blizzard. There was no wind. It was just the good old fashioned nor'easter, lots of snow. That's it. Um, I only got seven inches where I was. Um, some people got more. Uh, but it ended up being just a nice, pleasant, beautiful, heavy, wet snow. Knocked all the reeds down, so now I can actually see my river view property. So that's what I'm looking at, or water view. It's kind of neat. So um, so how's the north? I'm sure it's still white up there. No, it's actually not white. Uh, most of the snow has gone away from our area, thank God. Well, that's good um, to know. Yeah, yeah, we More missed this he- last one. And the one before that just grazed us. So, well, that's good. So, you know, so you guys in Syracuse are doing a little bit better than normal. Usually, you know, just, you know, it, God just likes to dump everything on you, usually. Yeah, yeah, we are the most miserable place to live in the country. So that's true. So Apparently, uh, what I apparently, say- that's what they say. <laughs> when I say I live in the rectum of the United States, I really mean it. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can listen to our earlier episodes when we talk about when he, or when Syracuse made the illustrious list of some of the most sad things to happen to people ever in the United States. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. I thought I actually thought it was West Virginia was going to be the winner, but no, it turns out Syracuse is just a little bit worse than West Virginia. So, <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> oh yeah, we even have some of the same jokes. Yeah, yeah. So glad you're here. Did you hear the one about the guy? Hey, Liz. Did you hear the one about the guy from Fulton, New York, who got who yelled at his daughter for smoking in front of their kids at the dinner table? Uh, boo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I forgot to laugh. Oh man. Did laugh, Liz. (laughs) Did laugh. See that's, did, that's, you know what that was? That was a high school joke. That I was know. A high and this level. is a high school episode, man. I mean, uh, it's just pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about this movie tonight. We have a lot to talk about in this movie tonight, actually. Yes, we, do. we have a lot to talk about <laughs> over, overall because uh, yeah. this weekend, Pacific Rim opens up, uh, part yep. two. And uh, is it Ready Player One this weekend, too? Uh, is Ready Player? I think that's next weekend. But I yeah, because be the advertising no. for it has been all over the radio, all over the TV, all over the radio. Oh, it's been uh, oh driving I know. Yeah, but it does lead us to an awesome uh, recommendations from the Weebro Nerds this week. Our favorite kaiju movie. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so uh, I have mine, and uh, let's let, let's. See. How about you go first, though? I want to see what you. Why do I have to go first for the favorite kaiju movie? Uh, Because oh, because next week I'm the one that's in the hot seat on the Repo Nerds, so I'll have to go first next week. Okay, okay, all right. Well, well, no, if my kaiju counts as a kaiju, uh, even though he has been in kaiju and he is going to be in kaiju again, um, and I don't know if I'm being cliche when I pick my favorite kaiju, which also happens to be what I consider the greatest American movie of all time um, because it created a genre of film. And and I, I when people ask me which one I like, I say yes, because I like them all. Take a trip to Skull Island, somewhere down in the Polynesian Sea, north of Fiji, to find this guy. And he is no one other than King Kong. And I, I Kong. quite honestly, was, yes, King Kong is my favorite kaiju. He's a kaiju. He totally counts. Because, um, the original 1933 technically is not a kaiju. He's a stop animation Marquette. But he has been in Toho movies with Godzilla. And anytime he's in a suit, uh, man, a kaiju monster has to be a man, usually as a rule, man in suit. At least that's where it comes from. And he's been, and Godzilla has been, I mean, Godzilla, I'm sorry, King Kong has been man in suit at least on two to three occasions. So, yes, he is. Yes, absolutely. And one of the greatest is one that endears to fans of monster movie matinee on Saturday or Sunday mornings back when you only had four channels. Um, And that would be King Kong versus Godzilla, um, which is being reimagined soon uh, on the big screen with none other than. Adam Wingard behind the freaking controls on it, and I'm loving it. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, uh, I want to see some massive, you know, Godzilla and King Kong action. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, I really enjoyed King Kong Skull Island. And honestly, I've enjoyed the, the last, uh, I like the last Godzilla movie. I think it's way King too King Kong movie? Like, no, no, the Godzilla movie. Because oh. they're going to be in the next movie together. And I want to see both yes. of them fight. So I'm so looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, both both of those films were pretty good. I actually really like I don't know why people were pissing on the uh, new uh, uh, Godzilla movie a while back. Oh, uh, you know, because the one... he was only in it for nine minutes. He's only in the movie for nine. You know something? The original Godzilla, he was only in it for eight minutes. Fuck you. Well, that's what, that's what I was saying. I was like, have you actually seen a Toho Godzilla movie? He's barely in the movie. And the only thing I will say, if you want to break it down, because I'm a hardcore kaiju fan, is that they did deny us one full fight. It was there, but they cut away. There's usually two major fight pieces in a Godzilla movie formula. The first one, he often loses, and the second one, he always wins. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, they didn't do that this time around. The, the first one where he lost, they cut away. We didn't actually get to watch them fight. So they saved that for the end. But it's also CG, so it's a little bit different this time because your brain will get bored with it after a while. So maybe cutting away from the first fight was the right answer. So, But I still enjoyed it. I wish it wasn't so dark. I wish they made it lighter. It looks terrible in DVD. I, I don't know why the Godzilla movie looks so bad on DVD. Oh, my God. It looks terrible. But um, I really what does, enjoyed the it new one? in the theaters. Yeah. The like newer the, one? It, the Gareth Edwards? The new, yeah, the one I like. It's, it's, it's so dark on the DVD. You can't see it. I have to brighten my television all the way up to see the last fight. Really? Yeah, uh, and I, like I said, I loved it in the theaters, and I saw it in 3D, so 3D, it, you know, it has to be bright for a 3D effects to work properly, so I, I don't know why it looks so terrible now. It doesn't to me. Maybe maybe it's your well, television. No, I got a new television. I just bought one. Oh, I, I watch this movie on re- regularly, and I enjoy it, and I don't have a I problem watching it. It's well, not like the Hulk maybe movie. Where the with the scene with the fight with the dogs is so dark that you're hoping somebody smiles so you at least see the teeth. Well, they did that because they're fighting poodles. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, you know, don't fight poodles. Like Hulk poodles, you know. So that but, movie was just so, so bad you, on so many levels. <laughs> So Godzilla makes an appearance in Godzilla versus King Kong. King Kong's your favorite kaiju. Um, is there any other kaijus that you think of when you uh, you want to recommend yes. before I give mine? Yes, yes. The baddest motherfucker of them all. Well, that's what I was. That's my recommendation. Is not um, is is my favorite Godzilla. And that is Ghidra, the 300 monster from 1964. And it is the fifth movie. And it was the second film produced that year. The other, one of my other favorites, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra was shot around the same time. Yes. And you can kind of look, uh, you, they look very, very similar. 
and, and Rodan yeah. even, even Rodan, even Rodan. Uh, and it's funny that Rodan and Mothra and Ghidra are so endearing to the general public. I think it's because of, you know, Ma- Rodan looks like the traditional pterodactyl. And I think it's because Ghidra is a dragon before he's anything else. And I think he's really the first big dragon that we got to see on the screen that wasn't animated. And that's why he has such a lasting effect on us. I really, really enjoy uh, Ghidra a lot. That, but, but the reason why I enjoy this one is not for necessarily for the fights, even though there's some really good fights in Ghidra, the three-headed monster. A lot of people like the next film more, which is uh, Alien, Alien Zero. But honestly, I really, I, something about this one I've always liked more than Alien Zero, especially because it's got the first appearance of Rodan in it. But that's just before the big finale. This is my favorite part because it's got everything you want in a Godzilla movie. Mothra's in it. Gidra's in it. Rodan's in it. Godzilla's in it. The Peanut Sisters are in it. You can't have yeah, Mothra without the Peanut all Sisters, monsters. right? Uh, but no, that's a different movie. I have that one too, and it's not as good as this Liz, one, I think. Um, Liz, do you but, know that uh, my niece, my niece Taryn yeah. Delaney, is one of the little Peanut Sisters? She looks just like her. In oh, fact, really? I wish we could have two of Taryn and send them to to um the director for uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla and beg him to put her in the movie and just make a CG copy of her. Well, I, I, my favorite thing about this movie isn't the fight that happens in the finale, even though that's the big thing, but it's the right before it. Right before it, you have the, the humans watching as the Peanut Sisters are translating a conversation, not a fight, a conversation between Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra. And Mothra is actually trying to moderate between Godzilla and Rodan. And she is trying to say, she's like, you guys need not to fight right now because we have this big three-headed monster coming our way and and it's worth it for you to save the Earth too because you live here. That's the argument, Monster. So Peanut Sisters are translating all this to the humans as these monsters are going, you know, and Monster is trying his best because, like, Godzilla and Rodan just want to fight because, you know, like, what else do they want to do? They're kaiju. They're going to fight. And, and, and Rodan's like, no, no, you must save the earth. And I just, I just roll. That whole sequence is so, and then the fight leading into it is great afterwards when they all decide to pitch in and, all right, we're going to stop this bitch. And they do. And it's a great happy ending. And, you know, and, and, and even the human subplot in Ghidra is pretty good. There's a uh, alien princess who's upset, you know, that like, you know, possesses a, a scientific lady, you know, and there's love involved, of course, you know. So I, I really enjoy Gidra the 300 Monster. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anything with Gidra in it, anything with Gidra in it is good. Um, and I think Gidra's not going to be in, in King Kong vs. Godzilla, but is going to be in, in, in Against All Monsters, which is going to be the next Godzilla movie. Uh, yeah. The next official I, Godzilla I, I, movie. They they did give a stinger. Was it the end is called Island with Gidra and this still on island. a giant wall? Was that Gidra, right? I think Mothra. it was Gidra. Yeah, we see Gidra, Mothra, and Rodan all painted on the wall. Yeah. 
in the famous pose is actually similar to the poster for Gedra the King Three-Headed Monster, actually, now that I'm looking at it going, oh, yeah, it was a shout-out to yep. the actual poster. So uh, that's yep. pretty awesome. So you you can't go wrong with those two movies, uh, those two things. I mean, not all Godzilla movies are created equal, let's be honest with you. Some of them are better than others, but the, all of them have a charm. And, and, you know, there's nothing much more fun than, like, hanging out with a couple of six-year-olds and watching monsters bash it out. It is so much fun. I really enjoy it. I, I was a kaiju fan back to the beginning, Tommy. I watched Ultraman first run. Oh. And I was, and I was re-watching just accidentally. Uh, it's that weird Japanese one that was produced by Italians. We'll visit Johnny Rocket. Rocket and his robot family or whatever the fuck it is. I just saw one of those episodes. I was like, oh, my God. This is like bringing me back to four years old, dude. That stuff was weird. Yeah. Um, okay, my earliest memories of Kaijus, uh, where I was introduced to them, was on holidays, on uh, monster movie matinees and whatnot. Um, because uh, our local, one of our local channels out here in Syracuse, all day long on Thanksgiving, would just play monster movies. And they would go through the, the whole thing, from King Kong to Muddy Joe Young, onto the Japanese Toho films. And I would sit glued in front of my television. There was no football in my house on Thanksgiving. Hell no. It was Kaiju Day. For us, it was Superman on Thanksgiving. There was Superman Marathon, the old one with uh, George Reeves. Oh, nice. Those. Yeah. Uh, but uh, actually, it's kind of funny because, you know, like Bob Wilk- Wilkins was on uh, KTVU as I was growing up. So Friday and Saturday nights, we had horror movies and kaiju and every kind of, like, you know, movie you could think of. And then uh, John Stanley was doing his business on, on Channel 444 on UHF on Saturday afternoons. Saturday afternoons and Saturday 44 was rocking. It was nothing but psychotronic movies all day. So you'd get kaiju movies, giant, giant uh, rats movies, like Nihilifus would play. Right before that, you'd usually get the classic, like a 30s movie, like original Dracula or The Mummy or something like that. It, it was, uh, I, I mean, it, it was on all weekend, pretty much, that kind of movie. Uh, Reptilicus, there's another kaiju movie I really enjoy, and I'm so glad the Mystery Science Theater 3000 has revived some of these films, and you can go back and find them that way if you can't find regular releases. Um, so, uh, but, uh, you know, there's something cathartic about watching giant monsters just beat the shit out of each other. And I don't know why it works, but it does. It does. And they are so blatantly guys in suits most of the time. That's okay. I, I, I got to meet before he passed on the guy who played Godzilla. He was at, um, Schiller last year. So that was kind of neat to see him, you know, before he passed. Is he 200 he feet tall? A couple months ago. No, he's just a man. <laughs> Rather short. You're thinking, wow, Godzilla was a short, short man. You know, <laughs> so I'm sure he was on stilts in the costume or something, you know. So. <laughs> so oh, no, man, this is, this is shaping up to be a great year for concerts for me. 
I'm going to be going. Really, not only am I doing a lot of conventions, I'm going to a lot of concerts this year. Um, the, that's the, cool. The next one, next one coming up is going to be Ghost. They're going on tour again, um, so I'm going to see them again. Later this summer, I'm going to see Black Label Society and Corrosion of Conformity. Um, talk about doom metal right there. And No More Tours Part 2. I finally get to see Ozzy live, Liz, this September. Well, that's cool. I got yes. to see Ozzy kind of. I kind of saw Ozzy live. I could hear him live. I couldn't actually see him. Uh, oh, you're <laughs> was at on, the, um, on seats? Um, sort of. I was at the um, rally to restore free um, sanity. That was on the National Mall, and he sang Crazy Train with Cat Stevens. Uh, well, well, and I, you say, I did could, you just say Ozzy sang Crazy Train with Cat Stevens? Yes, that's exactly what I said. Okay, just making sure. All right, continue. You look it up. It's on the web. You can find it. Um, I believe you. And, I believe you. I but I know this happened. The crowds were so bad though Tommy they were huge crowds for this thing and the only refuge and I had a baby at the time and the only refuge I could find was right behind the security van where they put the um you know where they put and so I was able to I could hear Ozzy I could hear Cat Stevens but I couldn't actually see him but I knew he was playing I was like Ozzy's up there (laughs) I was like oh upset a little bit but happy too I just want to hear What's his name? Mohammed Mustafa, whatever the fuck his name is now, singing Crazy Train. Is there a video of this? Like I said, it's to be online. Yeah. I have to find this. I I have something to do yeah. with the show this week. <laughs> I, I I actually had a, fo- a copy of it on my computer for a while. I don't know if I do or not. Because um, it played. Yeah, it broadcast. Remember, they broadcasted the show. And, and I know that they like came out together and started with this like like he would play one of his songs and then Crazy Train would play and then they would sing together. I don't know. You can look it up. But so, so going you're going to, to Ozzy. Yes. I, I didn't. I've never seen Ozzy, but I did see Black Sabbath. So I I did get to yeah, see the late Dio. Yeah, I got to see the late great Dio before he passed, but I didn't get to. I haven't seen Ozzy yet. In person, yes. like with my this eyes. A just heard his thing voice. For me. Well, good. Definitely I'm a, glad you're knocking off some bucket lists. Yeah. You're getting old. Yeah, I'm in that you age gotta... now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, you should never bucket list at the end of your life. You should always bucket list all your life. That's very important. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not going to many concerts this year, uh, but I am going to lots of conventions, you know. Um, yes. And, uh, what are you going to? Well, oh my God. Okay, so I'm, as press, I'm going to Texas Frightmares in Dallas at the beginning of May. Uh, so I'll be going there, and then um, in two weeks after that, I will be going to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and I'm going to be at the inaugural Days of the Dead there, and I'll be working on the Blue Track again, and I'll be hosting panels. Uh, their big headliners are the. Uh, reunion of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. All of them are there, but Robert England. But when I say but, if you go to their website and look, there's one spot left. So it's one of two people. It's either Mr. England or it's Mr. Arquette. 
We don't know. I don't know who it is. Nobody knows. We're all keeping our fingers crossed. Maybe. So huh? let's see. So, so that's the big headliner there. Uh, but I'll be doing, I'll be on the independent stuff. So I, 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 one thing I asked them when they said, do you want to do it again? Cause they, I did this in Atlanta, right? Uh, is that I was like, I don't mind doing it. Just don't put me opposite the Dream Warriors panel. <laughs> so some guy up here in Syracuse um, <laughs> is going to jail for a chainsaw murder. Okay. And he Ew. escaped from the cops in Florida by swimming uh-huh. through an alligator infested swamp. Okay. <laughs> I can, you can't make this shit up, dude. You just can't make this up. Did he die? Did he get No, he he got away. They caught him. Today he was uh they caught him. He huh? was supposed to be sentenced to 20 years to life. Uh oh but now they're asking to get him re- rehabilitative services in prison. <laughs> yeah, because he fucking a, chopped somebody up with a chainsaw. <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. You thought Florida really man is. was fucked up. But Syracuse, New York man's worse. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I let's see. So what else is happening? You're going to be at a marathon in between when I go to the two conventions in May, the week yeah, between that be is. Keen second annual, uh, scares that care charity telethon, um, for the horror show. It's going to be a 24 hour podcast that Brian Keen and Dave Thomas and Phoebe and Mike Lombardo and Mary uh, San Giovanni all host. Um, and they did it last year, and they raised ten thousand dollars for the charity. And they're doing it again this year, where they want to raise twenty thousand. Um, so I'm going to be going down there for that, help them out with that. Maybe I'll, you know, do some uh, talking on the thing, or maybe uh, bring my guitar. Who knows? That'd be cool. I, I'm debating about going because it's an hour and a half from me uh, to go up to York, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, but it's also in between my two two of the biggest conventions I'm doing this year, and not counting San Diego itself, which I am also doing this year. Oh. Yeah, I'm so excited for uh, you with that. Oh my God, it's amazing! I I, I am looking forward. I got to still buy my plane ticket. I have my hotel room. I don't have my plane ticket yet. So fingers crossed. And I bought tickets for Broadway for my daughter for her birthday. Uh, we're gonna go see Frozen the musical on October 26. 2018. So, <laughs> I just find the fact that Frozen the musical on ice happens. No. <laughs> oh no, there's Frozen on ice, but this is actually Frozen on Broadway. This is a Broadway fucking musical, full on Broadway. So you know, let it go, man. <laughs> so you know, I I can't wait to go see it. My my, my daughter and I are first movie date together was to go see Frozen. So it kind of like works out all of it. She was four and that stuff stuck in her head. Like it was the same way I was four when I saw Star Wars and how it stuck in my head. So, you know, I think that's why actually leading into our, 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 our movie tonight, why I never actually saw rock and roll high school because it was 1979. And at that point I wouldn't have cared about any other movie. 
movie out there but Star Wars and the upcoming Empire Strikes Back. I would not have cared about anything else at that time. That would have been it, pretty much. <laughs> I was, you know, that was that was my Princess Leia sister phase where I was pretty much living, breathing Star Wars as much as possible. And it was still playing in some theaters in the area, believe it or not, after year two. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think I've seen it before. So um, you mentioned you missed rock and roll high school for the most part before, right? Well, after watching it, I remembered everything. So I had seen it sometime in the past. I don't remember when. It may have been during college. I might have saw it on video uh, because my college roommates um, were pretty eclectic with their uh, musical taste, and they did lean towards the punk. So it may have been then. Um, Overall, I don't think the movie's aged very well. Can I say that? (laughs) Well, we can talk about that in a minute. But, you know, I, I, I also think, though, one of the reasons why I think I missed uh, Rock and Roll High School before, because I am a Ramones fan. I love the Ramones, and I love PJ Souls. Uh, there's no reason why I should have missed this movie. I mean, I saw Stripes at that time period, and I certainly knew who PJ Souls was at that time period. Uh, you know, so I, 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 I think I'm, uh, there was, you know, but my parents weren't into punk music as much. They were into music, a lot of music, but their music was more, my mother was strictly classical and musical, movie musicals and things like that. And my dad was country western, so punk would not have popped into my I really didn't start well, listening to rock and roll until I was like 1984 so that means I would have been about 11 I was still I was listening to what my mom was listening to which was Gilbert and Sullivan you know so 1979 I was 12 years old um, we didn't where we lived we didn't have cable uh, and VCRs we didn't have one of those for another couple of years so we didn't get cable itself probably till 82, 83. I didn't really know about this movie existing when I was 12 years old. And I, I discovered it later in life by finding out about it. By hearing the song Rock and Roll High School, I, I was familiar with that at least from listening to album radio, album rock radio. And I listened to that starting when I was about 11 years old. I mean, like I said, I know who the Ramones were uh, at that time. I wasn't quite listening to them yet. I was still listening to what my mom listened to. But it just one of those films that slipped me over the years. There was two films like that for a long time that slipped me over the years. That one and Phantom of the Paradise, which I've already taken care of. So we can't do a retail uh, episode on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, but there's one we but, can do one on, I'm sure. Kiss what? meets the Phantom. Because I don't think do you've I ever really seen want- that. I have. Okay. I actually have. It's the one where they're in the park, right? I've yes. always seen that. It's. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's one of the few movies I've actually turned off. <laughs> I don't turn. I don't turn off movies very often. I really the don't. Horrible. You know my t- my tolerance for a bad movie is high. Like, like, like for a girl, especially, uh, I would say that my, it goes to 11. 
Let's put it that way. I can watch some crap. You know I can watch some crap. Like, I was listening to your, your own podcast, the Necrocasticon, on the Project right. Entertainment Network. And uh, you were ta- you, you've been passing off these really shitty movies to your friends. So you don't have to watch them. But I, I would totally, like, I can, ha- I was like, oh, I can handle that film just fine, you know. <laughs> so, you know it's all now, good. my question is, have you watched any of the movies that we've reviewed? That, that man, have you watched any? One of them, but I don't remember which one. Uh, okay. You know, uh, my, I, I, I would have to go back and listen to which one it was. But, yeah, I had actually seen one of them. Uh, and and uh, actually, <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But Rock and Roll High School. So let's talk about this movie because there's actually, even though it is, first of all, it's super silly. Let's get that it out is. of the way. You said it's dated, yeah. but it's really silly. And that's okay. Well, I don't mind it being silly. You know, it, it, it's lighthearted. It's fresh. It's not meant to be anything more than it's trying to be. And I think that's fine. This movie should be a stage play. And that's how it can It is. It is. People do it as a stage play. You know that, right? Oh, my God. What a novel idea. Go on the web. You'll see see live performances of it. And that's what is so good about this. This is the anti-Greece. And your Sandy in this is PJ Souls in the form of a DJ, um, and that's what makes this great. And the and the and the Danny character in this is just a nerd that's trying to get laid. And I now in modern day that's kind of you know misogynistic. We're he's trying not to misogynistic. He's just a teenage boy. He's I actually that. rather sweet. But the whole aspect of him trying to get laid is kind of misogynistic and kind of outdated by today's standards. Um, but it's a pure representation of what a young man is going through at that age. And they're just using his sexual frustration as the example. And it's appropriate for this story for it to be that way. And if you look at Greece, its counterpart, it's the same sexual frustrations in there. You can look at Summer Nights and all those songs and find all the double entendre in them. They are I filthy would actually songs. Think Greece is, well, first of all, the, the Greece stage play is far more raunchier than that movie, believe it or not. The, yes, the stage play, they, they cut out, you know, I love the original stage play. I, I, I was in the, well, I helped perform, I, helped, I was actually backstage and I right. helped like put on an episode of Grease. So I have a lot of personal feelings about Grease. The movie, I have a, a love to hate relationship to it. I think some of it's amazing and some of it's shit. But one of the things it is, is sexist. <laughs> it's absolutely, well, absolutely. Sexist. I mean, the ending is sexist, uh, you know. But then again, I just did a whole thing about movie musicals on my previous show, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, this Tuesday. And that's an issue with movie musicals. There's a streak of misogyny that goes through a lot of them. And a lot of that has to do with the endings of these of these stories. And I, I can go into right. it on another show. Like, go listen to and, the show and you'll hear about that. And here's the difference between Greece and Rock and Roll High School that's significant. Though it does have that misogynistic trope for the young man, 
the female character, the Sandy character, the PJ Souls character, is an empowered, go do it yourself woman. But so and is I think her friend Kate. Right. Yeah. Because he's not trying I to have sex with her. He's trying, and originally now, now, he is, but he's not. He's actually the one that he wants, that he ends up like trying to hook up with. Is this night is her be- is CJ Soul's best friend Kate, who is a nerd, right. a, a pretty nerd with the glasses, but she's completely on board with getting down with him, like a hundred percent. Like the opening of this movie is him flirt, is her flirting with him and him not getting it because he's right, a jerk. precisely it. And I think it's a better representation, a more realistic representation of the stereotypes in school <laughs> in this movie. Um, and, and, you know, the subsequent screenplays uh, or, or stage plays that have come out of it since. The music in it, I think, is a thousand times better than the music in Greece. And I don't know if that's my well, bias because I love the Ramones. I was going to say, but yeah, it's my thing, bias you know, I love the we Ramones. already have an existing catalog of songs and, and Greece has to write their own. And remember, Greece is later. It comes out after this. So you got to remember that. So, you know, you oh, got to yes. give Greece a little bit of the pass when it comes to the music. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, the Ramones music, I'm, I mean, immediately, as soon as it starts, you just start dancing because it's the Ramones, you know. But it is a musical. And the reason why I say it's actual musical, first of all, they actually are performing their, their, some of their numbers. Not yes. just on stage. And, and PJ Souls does have one production number, Rock and Roll High School. Yes. And here's, okay, here's, where, okay, here's where things get weird in this plot. Let's talk about this plot because this plot is stupid. <laughs> But there's some things about it that are just like, what the fuck that you have to talk about? First of all, I want to talk about Clint Howard's part in this whole story. Um, <laughs> I like Clint Howard. Clint Howard, if you're a geek like us, you're a fan of Clint Howard. He, he was in Star Trek. He is in Evil Speak. He's Clint Howard, right? But who the fuck would want to ever take sex advice from Clint Howard? Please tell me this. Is this the first person you would think of in the 70s? Who do I need to help me get laid? Clint Howard. Yeah, and yeah. Can Clint I tell Howard. you? He, he's, no. <laughs> Go ahead. His character lives on, lived on in that 70s show. Because uh, what was Foreman's best friend's name there the, with the curly hair and the afro? I, I, I don't know. You're talking to me about television, dude. Because what? Because when I watch that show, that's all I can think of is Clint Howard's character. You know, he's a, he's a he's a bastardized Fonzie. He's he's Fonzie taken over the top. Because remember, you know, Fonzie on Happy Days, his office was the men's room. Bring people into the uh, men's room to, to have their discussion. Uh, and he's a creepy Fonzie, but he's also Foreman's buddy off of that '70s show. In the same manner, and he's—I <laughs> hate to say it—he's almost Matthew McConaughey and um, Days and Confused. <laughs> you can picture him being in that bathroom for thirty years, completely bald, <laughs> saying, "I keep getting older, and they keep staying the same age." <laughs> well, you know, it, it, so yeah, so here's the thing. Okay, so we don't know exactly who Clint Howard really is. His character's name is Eagle Bauer. But, you know, here he is. You, you, first of all, there's a line to go see him, and the bathroom is always steamy. And he's in the very last stall, and there's this huge line of people trying to get advice. 
And apparently, if you're the jo- if you're the cute but dorky jock on the football team, you can cut to the front of the line if you have a sexual problem. That's good to know. I'll take note of that next time I need to take sex advice from Clint Howard. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, so Clint Howard like says he wants he wants to hook him up with Kate, the cute astrophysicist, future astrophysicist, of course, because as her mom says, she should be splitting photons in the basement. It seems like what she does on her spare time. Uh, you know, and, uh, and he doesn't. He's more interested in, in PJ Souls and the DJ because she's flashy. She wears a red jacket, and she stands up to the new principal. Last principal went crazy. I also want to point out, Tommy, I've seen a lot of movies with evil principals. She is not even close to being that evil. She was <laughs> such an easy takedown. My God, come on. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I just want to do horrible sexual things with her because she is the oh. ultimate domination. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's Mary Warno- uh, Warner Warnoff. I mean, she's actually a yeah. really good actress. So it, it's bad. funny to see her, like, you know, it, she's funny. There's a lot of really surprised people in there. Uh, Dick Miller's in there, too. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. Roger Corman produced this, and matter of fact, Shout Factory just bought the rights to this movie. So I'm really hoping for a nice new Blu-ray release of this. So aren't you? I would. I'd like to see. Yeah, because I like watched to see it on one YouTube with some... and it was a horrible resolution. So did I. So did I. Oh my God, that's exactly how I did it. Yeah, no, I would like to see some extras and stuff about the behind the scenes of making this movie. I mean, come on, they got the Ramones in a movie. I mean, you know, it, it, that itself is worth it. Uh, you know, at, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know. But so Clint Howard yeah, is getting at... all this weird. Go ahead. Let's look at this movie's pedigree, though, and what it's inspired. What kind of movies <laughs> has it have come out of it? And you're looking at films like Detroit Rock City. You're looking at films like Days to Confuse. They all Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They are all John Hughes. John Hughes uses the trope of the person in the last fall being in office. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know that that's a yep. trope that you see seen a lot of 80s movies but this is predating it by a couple of years you know um yes. the guys that the the, the 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 hall monitor classic like bumbling hall monitors i kept calling them bulk and skull through the whole thing because uh, <laughs> that's what they reminded me of you know i was like where's the power rangers when you need them do, 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 do. you know so you know you know what i'm talking about right the two hall monitors yes. yeah okay good um so, uh, Tweedledum okay, so and Dummer, uh, as I call them. Yeah, I really want to go back to this sex thing in Clint Howard, though. Can we do this for one more minute? Because I want to say what his decision is to get this guy <laughs> to lay this girl is. And he, he, he rents this van and decks it out with, uh, what was it, beaded curtains and a television and a radio and an air mattress or a waterbed? It was a waterbed, right? Uh, and and gives it to this guy going, here, this is for your date. And and my favorite line in the whole movie comes up where he goes, wow, I didn't know getting laid was so expensive. I was like, yeah. So, you know, the other one, there's, you know, I just, oh, my God, this just made me laugh. I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, why? Why? Like, like, that is like this creeper van. The creeper van, the soccer van, the van in the late 70s, you know, has a guy with a hockey mask in it, you know, <laughs> you know, 
where's the Bill Shatner mask? Oh, God, there it is. You know, uh, no. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. I was laughing all through it. I was like, oh, that's his decision. So I don't think, once again, no more sex advice from Clint Howard. He's banned from sex advice for the rest of the movie career. All right? He's still around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No more. No more. All right. He's, I got it. Okay. He's a- I love that. Anyway, I was <laughs> so Tommy, one more question. I heard it's raining cats and dogs in Idaho. Oh God! What <laughs> this goddamn thing? <laughs> there's, there's that. It is a very quotable that. movie. If you don't have ADHD. Well, that, there's a lot of quotable things about this film, and the script is actually kind of fun. However, I don't think I mean I, I still don't understand this principle how much of a pushover she is because like okay the big dance number with P Day Souls where she goes I wrote this for the Ramones and it's Rock and Roll High School takes place in a gym and you know and I'm looking at them going you know wait a minute they're actually doing their classwork and this is bad look they're exercising I don't understand what the problem was because apparently. Uh, you listen to music in this in this school. You actually get your homework done. It is rock and roll yes. high school after all, you know. So uh, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, these are like the mildest rebellion I've ever seen, minus the ending. And even the ending makes no sense. I mean, I no, mean nothing is... about this movie makes sense. They wait out over <laughs> overnight to get tickets, and then they get the tickets stole, taken from them somehow, pilfered from them. And then they win the tickets that they got stolen from them to begin with. So there's this whole portion of the plot that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> oh well, they just needed to build tension between them and the and the and the principal. Once again, this is she is absolutely the mildest principal, evil villain principal I've ever seen in one of these movies. I mean, she uh, really just stares and talks a lot. And doesn't do very much. Uh, I was just like. You know, she looks awesome in the costume, but, you know, and Dick Miller pops some lines off at her expense, which are pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, I, I just I think they could have gone farther with it. But I, I think it doesn't matter, ultimately, because you're not going to want to beat this film down. It's it's not meant to be anything more than it is. And then PJ Souls is such a delight. I mean, that she gets a starring vehicle that young an age at the like like right when she was just breaking out is is worth watching it right there because she's just so did you get did you break up screen did you break up the rockometer when you were getting your seven inches yesterday i don't even want to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) come on Uh, rockometer actually uh, did you have your hall ready Yes, ha 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 ha! I got it, I got it. Uh-huh. I'm ignoring you. Did you have a full you, body you, search? Oh God, that was just gross, man. I mean, the best, you know, what's I'm wrong with you, man? I, mean, I know you are. I know you are. I know you are. I absolutely know you are. I, I, okay. So, uh, are we going to recommend this movie to our listeners? Oh. I would recommend this once it comes out. If you can get a copy of it that's got good video and good sound, yes. I don't want you to look at the... Okay, Dawn tried watching this with me, and she's like, Tom, this sounds horrible, and it looks bad. I know, it's the resolution, honey. 
So I don't want somebody that's never watched this movie to go into watching it, seeing it in the condition it's in now. So if you can, if you're lucky enough to have a digital copy, that's a nice pristine digital copy, a DVD copy. I don't even know if they exist. Yes, watch it. If not, wait for it to come out on Blu-ray because it will be soon. I mean, it has to be. Shout Factory just bought, what, 200 titles for Marjorie Corman's library, and this is one of those titles. So uh, I would yeah. have to believe that they're going to release this. Shout Factory, this is, this is the exact type of movie Shout Factory releases. You know, it's yeah, right up there. They're down. all about. So, and I would love, even though the movie itself is kind of silly, once again, I think that the behind the scenes on this movie would be really fascinating to listen to a good commentary track with the with PJ Souls and maybe the director because they're very much still alive. Uh, and uh, it would be really, really cool to hear how things went down with this film because, you know, nothing else, Tommy. It's a slice of Americana history. And it deserves to be remembered for that. It certainly does. It is a, a bit of American history. And again, it's the anti-Greece. The anti-Greece. Well, it's funny because Greece 2 in this movie is basically the same plot, just so you know. Yeah, uh, Greece 2 ripped this off. Yeah, totally. Totally completely ripped it off. Screw Grease 2. I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've told you this story on this. Uh, if we've told the story on Repo Nerd, it's the reason I hate Grease 2 so much. I know I've told it on Archivists. But when I was a boy, we're camping up at the campgrounds. My friends went to go see Beastmaster at the fucking theater in town. My parents said no and made me go see Grease 2 instead. I still haven't forgiven them. <laughs> I love Beastmaster. It's one of my favorite movies. I know, man. It's got so, tigers and eagles and witches that and, and, suck all your blood out of your body and turn you into bones. And I would yeah. think that, Tommy, like when I guest on Necrocasticon this weekend, that we would probably yeah. cover Beastmaster because it's going to come up as, one of your, as part of your topic. Yeah, Sword and Sorcery. Uh, this week is our 100th episode, or chapter, as we call it, of the Necrocasticon. Over at Project Entertainment Network. Ooh, congratulations. And we're calling it Necrocasticon 2.0 going forward now because uh, you're going to be with us a little more regularly. Yeah, it looks like I will be. And I'll definitely be on this weekend uh, to talk sword and sorcery movies, which I am a huge fan of sword and sandal movies. And I don't think there's many repo cards you can pull on me on sword and sandals, Mr. Well, Bobby let me tell you who we're I... going to have as guests. Oh, right. Guests tell me. We're going to have uh, Pete Holmes, the guitar player for Oakland, California's Black Wolf, a sword and sorcery themed uh, doom metal band out of Oakland. Um, they're going to be joining us. Uh, their new album, uh, Sinister Sides, is fantastic. I love it. And um, also, uh, Brian Hewitt and Mike Fitzgerald, the director and cinematographer and editor of a local horror film up here, slasher film called Transformation will be joining us as well. So we've, we've got a full bill for the 150th you know, chapter of the Necrocasticon. Transformation was supposed to be pretty good. It made some top 10 lists last year. Yes. Yes, it is. It is, so that, it is that, pretty. Yep, the knife that he has in that is sick. 
That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so that'll be some good people to talk sword and sorcery about. Uh, I can't wait. To, uh, like I said, I don't think there's a nerd. I'm trying to think, could you pull my card on any sword and sorcery? I don't think you could. I think I, I would well, probably I say could, I could probably on the written page. Um, oh, that's where uh, my absolutely on the written page. Is. But we're not. I'm not to the book part yet. I just started reading the new Bruce Campbell books. So you're going to have to wait until I'm done with that one first. Well, there's, there's one story. If you're ever going to read a Conan story, there's two that you should read. Um, and I'm not going to not going to play your nerd card on this because it's not appropriate. But because um, it's not for everybody, that's why. And those would be Red Nails. That's the story that Valeria, the character that you know from the Conan the Barbarian movie, um, uh-huh. was introduced. And the other is Queen of the Black Coast, which is uh, where Conan's a pirate, and he teams up with a pirate captain named Baylit. And uh, she's hell on wheels, that's all I'm going to say. Or hell on the high seas, as the case is. Uh, I have but, read Red Nails, by the way. Oh, you have read, I've read Red, Red Nails. Nails? Yes, my okay. dad was a huge Conan the Barbarian fan growing up, so I knew about the books before the movie came out. Uh, like I said, I didn't get, uh, my parents were totally sword and sorcery nerds and science fiction nerds. They were not horror geeks. I didn't get a lot of horror until I was much older, except for the older stuff. Hammer, classically trained, American International, all that stuff, of course. But, you know, but like slashers and stuff weren't in my house. Um, always no. the older stuff. So, monster movies. Mm. Lots of monster yeah. movies. I love I was actually... Pen pals with the screenwriter for Conan the Barbarian, El Sprague de Camp, when I was a child. Nice. Yeah. That's an important um, person. Yeah, he uh, he was the guy that brought Conan back to the masses in the 70s. Uh, the reason that we know about him today. So thank you, Sprague de Camp. You're awesome, dude. So we got to figure out. It's my turn to get my nerd card pulled, actually. So. Yeah. You got to think of So what do you want to do? Well, do we want to do, do we does it have to be a movie? Does it have to be a TV movie. show? Movie or TV right now? I still can't like I said book is not going to be in the cards right now. Music yes to an extent. I don't mind listening to Wait. an album, but but Wait. um could it be a comic book? Say, comic? Oh. I, see, I have to have time to actually sit down and read, and that's a problem in my life. <laughs> big, 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 big problem in my life. I mean, I, I, my, my schedule is friggin' tight. I get up at seven, I get my daughter on the bus at eight, and then I drive to work, and then I'm on my feet for eight hours, and then I have two hours with my daughter, and then I put her to bed at nine. And so podcasting is really where I feel the rest of the time with. So getting it movies in is, is even difficult sometimes. I, I actually, though, that storm, I caught up with a lot. Because not only did I watch Rock and Roll High School, I also got in Dunkirk and the new Benji movie. Yeah, and the new Benji, Benji movie. There's a new Benji movie. There's a new Benji movie, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, it's on Netflix. You should watch some of it. 
I, I want to tell you about this scene. I don't know if you'll watch it because I would spoil it for you if I tell you about it, but it was so mind-blowingly, oh, my God, that I, I, I have to share it with somebody about this movie. But uh, maybe you should watch it and come back to me. We won't refill cards you. This isn't that kind of a repo nerd card. This is not a nerd right. thread thing. It's just one of those things. It's like, really? They did that? How could, uh, but you love little dog movies. So I'm assuming that you might actually get a kick out of this because there's a hero dog. He does. He saves the day. He's like laughing. Well, Benji always like, saves the day. Oh, well, he saves the day from some kidnappers this time. Uh, I won't oh, go into really? any farther than that. But, yeah, yeah, there's kidnapping. It escalates from petty theft to kidnapping and murder and sex trafficking in, like, seconds. It's amazing. Okay. Well, <laughs> have you watched the animated Marvel movie Ultimate Avengers? No, I have the reason I, it, I, I have it. I have it in my queue, but have I haven't you read, watched it yet. Have you read the Ultimates graphic novel, the first 12 issues of the Ultimates? I think I've read the first one, but I don't read a lot of comics. You know that. Okay, okay, okay. This is your movie then, Ultimate Avengers. And the Ultimate reason I Avengers. wanted to see your book is because of the upcoming Infinity War movie that will be coming out this month, next month when we do the next show. That's and fair. That's fair. This gives you an idea of the template that Marvel was trying to build when they created the cinematic universe. So this is a fantastic opportunity for you to watch what I think is one of the best stories in comic books. And the animated movie is a fantastic adaptation of the graphic novel. It's pretty much dead on. Um, And what we'll do next month when we talk about it, if you see it, I'll tell you how the differences between the comic book and the, the animated film. Totally. Then uh, uh, I have two yeah. questions for you. One thing, yes. if I do this, I will, for you, throw in Thor Ragnarok for good measure because I haven't seen it yet. So, okay. um, And maybe Black Panther. I haven't seen that yet either. Um, you should see so Black- I'll try to throw those. I should see Black Panther before Infinity Wars. I know that. Um, and uh, what was the other question I was going to have? Hold on. Oh. And on Converse side, because you know I'm a DC girl, uh, have you seen the uh, – you probably have Justice for League, The New Frontier? Yes. That's my favorite, probably. I would just say because you said favorite adaptation of a comic book. I would say okay. of the DC universe, that's my favorite. I think it's the perfect right. adaptation of one of my favorite Silver Age comics. So, uh, so I love that one. But anyway, so yeah, I'll watch Ultimate Avengers. It's in my queue already. So you should be happy about that, uh, and I'll get back to you. So when yep. I I see those movies, so excellent. I will excellent. Ma- Marvel binge, Marvel binge, Marvel binge on the heels of Infinity War, on the heels of Infinity yeah. War. Nobody called us again. Nobody likes us. Nobody wants oh, to call in. Oh, that doesn't mean talk. they're not listening. They just they just. And also, I didn't do a lot of advertising for this episode, but you know, we'll get out there. We'll get out there. You know, they can find yeah. us on the Stitcher and on the on on iTunes and all that jazz and blog talk so they can find us all there uh, and I have the Facebook page Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches you can find us there Repo Nerds has its own Facebook page now uh, Tommy where can they find you on the interwebs oh I am uh, Tom Clark 
Tom Clark author on Facebook. I'm at Token Bottom Score Tom on the Twitter, Necrocasticon on Tumblr. Uh, my um, Rocket six eight nineteen fourteen on the Instagram, uh, and I only role play as my puppy on that. Okay, so if you interact with me on Instagram, I'm going to talk to you like I'm a Jack Russell Terrier. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, good. You should definitely watch the bending. Guess what, Tommy? Somebody just called our pulled our card because we have a caller. Area code three three six. You're on with the repo nerds. Hi guys, this Hello. is Craig and uh, Facebook friends with uh, with Catherine and uh, said, you know, I heard you guys saying you didn't have anybody calling in, so I thought, hey, well, I'll call <laughs> in and talk movies and stuff with you. Yeah. Yay, so you well, think I should uh, make Liz? Watch Ultimate Avengers to get her ready for Infinity War. I, yeah, that would be you know great. I I bought that dang movie about four times because they kept upgrading it. I've now got the, I guess the double feature on the Blu-ray, so I haven't <laughs> seen that version yet. Right. Yeah, it's it's Ultimate an awesome. Avengers. I love that adaptation. Yeah, it's, so, it's really uh, good. You, Craig, have you seen Rock and Roll High School? Our subject of this evening. Not only seen it, I've even worked with the director at one point. Oh, oh can you talk about that? Tell. Fill us in. Yeah, we were. Um, I I lived down in Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, they shot Dawson's Creek here. And imagine my surprise as a long-standing Corman fan to have Alan Arca show up as the director of about the sixth episode of Dawson's Creek. So I spent the entire seven shooting days just worshiping at the shrine of Arkush and. Uh, he was great. He was amazing. He always took the time to, to talk with me about things, and he signed my VHS copy of Rock and Roll High School and told me some, some stories and gave me a secret Ramon's name. So, yeah, it was a wonderful week for, for this fan. Awesome. You have a secret Ramon's name. That in itself is worth it right there. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I'm so geeky out for you right now. So... <clears throat> So do you have any handles or something where people can find you on the interwebs? Um, I I don't know how you guys, you know, feel about, you know, full names, but I'm on Facebook, uh, friends with uh, with you certainly. and uh, You can use you know, your name. I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. It's Craig Edwards, and, you know, anybody wants to friend me on there, I'm pretty open to it. Uh, so, yeah, if you find me on there, go right ahead. I have a blog called Let's Get Out of Here. Address is a little tricky to get to, but if you – search Craig Edwards and let's get out of here. It'll certainly come up. There's more than a thousand posts up there about all manners of pop culture. And some of my experiences working in the film industry, which I did for about 10 years, things like that. What are some notable notable films you've worked on? Well, you know, everybody always kind of wonders if, you know, if you've done a a diehard or something, you know, really big, but probably um, a lot of TV movies, empire records, um, if you ask me what the highest quality movie I worked on, it was probably a, a lesser-known independent film called Shadrach, which was about a, um, a slave coming back at the age of 90-something to the plantation that he grew up on as a boy, and he wanted he wants to die there, much to the consternation of the white family living there in the 50s or 40s or whenever it was set. And uh, it had Harvey Keitel and Andy McDowell in it. Very good movie that nobody's ever seen. Yeah, I never knew of it until now. Yeah, it's, it's well worth tracking huh. down. It was written by the same guy that wrote Sophie's Choice, 
William Styron, I think his name is, and his mm-hmm. daughter adapted it and directed. Nice. So, uh, you know, we love all films big and small here. You know, I, I just worked on a really tiny, no budget film, and I, I just love doing that kind of thing. So, uh, so Craig, one There's more an question. Energy. Um, sure. Um, well, the other subject of tonight, because of Pacific Rim, uh, do you have a favorite kaiju movie? Oh, golly. Um, big fan <laughs> goes to probably um, <laughs> probably King Kong versus Godzilla, and mainly hey, because Tommy. of the Americanized version with the big the children's book of dinosaurs being used as the scientific tome. Uh, that just, <laughs> yes. Yes. When I was a kid, that meant nothing to me. But now, you know, I watched it you know, after the age of 18 again and was like, oh, Lord, I had no idea back then that, you know, he's holding up the the thing that you would have gotten in the, you know, in the section when you were in kindergarten to read about dinosaurs in the, in the library at school. Oh, that's great. That, that's awesome. Uh, uh, Greg, Craig, thank you for calling. I, I was telling Tommy, people listen. He doesn't. He didn't believe me. Uh, I know there are people out there, and thank you for listening. I, I appreciate everybody. You know, I, I'm just a small fish in a, in a very large pond, but I do appreciate all the love and support I've been getting, especially the last couple of years. So thank you for that. Um, is there anything else you would like to talk about before you go? We actually kind of have to wrap things up for the night, unfortunately. Well, I will mention, in case you guys did not know, there was a name-only sequel in the late uh, 80s, early 90s, when everything was getting a sequel to Rock and Roll High School, called Rock and Roll High School Forever, starring Corey Feldman. Yeah! Uh, I definitely recommend, yes, recommend you track it down. Now, the the shock of it is is that the only returning character is Eagle Bauer, and he's played by a different actor because, of course, Clint Howard would have been about 53 at the time. And um, the only returning actor is Mary Warnoff, but she's not playing this Togar. So you talk about a wrong-headed sequel from the get-go. <laughs> that one is one. Well, I, I, I think Clint Howard can almost get away with playing a teenager still at 53. <laughs> at least his forehead could. Uh, but I guess it was probably a smart decision not to have him in it. <laughs> probably it was smart for him to not be in it. That's really the truth. So, <laughs> well, anyway, Tommy, do you have any questions for our caller? I got to let him go. We got to get off the air tonight, unfortunately. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm just glad we got a fucking caller. Thank oh, you, I know. I'm delighted too. Thank you, Mr. Edward, sir. And please call back anytime on any of my shows. I would love to do that. Thank you guys very much. You guys have a great night. You too, much man. love. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye bye. Uh, okay, so, ne- so next month, that was awesome. we're going all Marvel. Our first call. Our first call. Our first Virtual caller. high five. Virtual high five. That was Craig Edwards. Thank you, Craig, for calling in. Uh, and that is our that was our first show, our first caller. So hey, you know, you know, it's that's how many people are out there. So, all right. So you are pulling my nerd card for Marvel, and I have to watch the Ultimate Avengers, which came out. I forget what year, but like 2006 or something. Yeah. And um, based and then on uh, the, based on uh, Mark Millar uh, and his. 
uh, fabulous reimagining of the Avengers as the Ultimates. Okay, cool. And I will um, try to fit in Ragnarok and Black Panther in before then as well so I can catch up with them. I think those are the only two I have left of the Marvel movies I haven't seen yet. I, I, I saw I just saw Spider Man Homecoming a couple days ago. So oh, that's great. I, I know I'm yeah, so I'm caught up for the most part, except for up to And when I'm you finally up, see up Annihilation when you when they oh, get off the Marvel subject when you see Annihilation, you're gonna love it. I know I am. I'm so annoyed with the bad press that Annihilation's getting, and 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 it makes me angry, you know, because I let me decide on my own if I like it or not, assholes. Uh, you know, uh, the backlash yeah, of this film is unnecessary. Oh, Overseas is getting glowing reviews. Overseas is yeah, getting glowing reviews. Which is what matters. China. China is where the market is, and that's where the money is. And if it did well in China, then that's what matters right now. And I hate to say it, but that's how it works. So, you know. Yep. So, anyway, you oh, better go. Oh. It's, it, it's it. I got to go to bed because I have to work in the morning, as you know. Uh, so yeah. we will come back in a couple of weeks after Black, after uh, Infinity Wars, or right before Infinity Wars comes out. And so look for our next date. I don't know what it will be. It'll be a Tuesday or Thursday, depending on sometime in April. Uh, my next uh, show, uh, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, is in two weeks. And I have a special call-in possibly happening, of, uh, a surprise caller, which you know about, but I, I haven't announced it yet because it's, it's like 89%, 99%, but, you know, I want to surprise my people. Right. And we're going to have a recap of WonderCon, the big convention that's happening this weekend Ooh. in Anaheim, which is the big precursor to San Diego Comic-Con. So, and don't forget, you can also hear me guest on Tommy's own show, The Necrocasticon, on another network, Project Entertainment Network, uh, and this Sunday, and it'll drop Monday, uh, Monday. at what time? What six o'clock Eastern time? Six mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern time. So thank you, Tommy. Fifty chapters of the Necrocast. Congratulations! Card, yeah. So thank you thank again, you. Tommy, and have a good evening. And, and thank you uh, too, Liz. Thank you, and let's pull our reboot nerd cards in a couple of weeks. Good film hunting. And- <laughs> I'm a
Repo Nerds is written and produced by Thomas R. Clark and Elizabeth Catherine Gray for Loud Sound Productions and Click and Clack Productions. Music provided by Dan Leedenfield and The Night Keep, used with permission. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.